You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Yeah, man. Welcome to the Rants and Gems podcast. My name is Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700, better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. <laughs> and hi, you guys. My name is Kiana Watson, license number 317576. Welcome to the Rants and Gems show. I am a realtor and broker owner here in the metro Atlanta not area. Not a broker extraordinaire. Broker extraordinaire. Okay, I'll take light, it. Queen. All right. <laughs> so look, man, we got, it's a little different now. It's you know, a little different. It's a little different. We're you a little know? comfortable now. We're a little comfortable now in that little the desk and everything with the, the the big mics in front of us. It's gone. It just wasn't wasn't working. So, but some things didn't change. Gotta have a some, some red wine. We got to salute cheer. to Rants and Gems. Let's salute. Now, first thing first, I want to thank everybody for supporting Rants and Gems. Um, our first two episodes have been going bonkers on iTunes charts. Um, we peaked at number thirty one. On iTunes, out of ten thousand business podcasts, all in only our you. first two episodes. So that is amazing. Yes, that's so amazing. We appreciate you guys. We want to make sure we're bringing you value, information. Information is not Googleable, yes. so that way you can really Googleable. <laughs> it's not Googleable, so that way you can really dig deep into just all things real estate, all things building generational wealth because we all deserve it. Yeah, and look. How we build generational wealth is with education, is with information. That's something that's been hasn't been in our communities for forever. So how you get our information out there is you have to listen on audio, you have to rate it five stars, you have to subscribe, you have to leave a review. And most importantly, you have to listen to the damn podcast listen. on audio. You have to listen. I don't care if you let it play for 15 minutes while the sound is down. Listen, because the algorithms don't know that, right? So you, gotta, <laughs> you have to make sure you're listening on audio so that way the algorithms can push it to more people and yeah. we get this information out there to the world. But even past that, it's valuable information. You know, we're making sure we, we're doing market research. We just call us news reporters at this point. That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. We, we want to make sure we're giving you some valuable information and share it. 
you know, when there's a, there's something good, I am the queen of sharing podcasts with all my friends. They know it. Like, I'm like, listen to this, listen to that. And mm-hmm. I, instead of listening to music in the morning, I listen to a podcast that's going to educate me. I do that. Then I also listen to a podcast that's going to fulfill me, give me some type of motivation, some affirmations. Then I go about my day. So if you get used to that in your free time, Turn down the music, turn up the volume on something that's going to feed you spiritually and then feed you educationally. Facts. You're going to win. I 1,000% agree with that. So, look, let's get started. Oh, hold on. Parental discretion is advised. <laughs> I do have a potty mouth. And if y'all hear the chuckles in the background, we got our first live audience. It's a live audience. It's a I mean, live you guys clap for yourselves. <laughs> so it's a little different here now. It's a whole damn show. Yes. First, hold on. Before we even go further, let's give a big, 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 big shout out to the plug ATL. The plug. Man. Is the plug. The plug is the plug, They are the plug. And I'm going to tell you, I found it. (laughs) I just want to get my credit. I found it. But I can tell you, they have been taking care of us. I have never in my wildest dreams would have thought they could bring our vision together. They brought our vision to life, and we just gave them a smidget of a blueprint that's so a fact. shout out to the blue to the to the plug y'all y'all really the plug is the, the plug. blueprint they, the plug is the blueprint yeah so man they I did appreciate a y'all. phenomenal job so if you guys want to whoever's listening to this if you're in atl if you want to come to atl if you want to film any content make sure you hit up the plug atl yeah because they the plug you can do a podcast yeah. you can film content you Hell, can take we photos doing a damn show at you the can plug. do a show so y'all just see keep this? in mind the this plug is, is the plug it's <laughs> Real sexy. I'm telling you, this is like a vibe. All right, so enough of that. Let's get into today's topic. All right. What are we talking about today, Kiana? Today we are talking about what you need to know as a home buyer in 2021. Okay. So, you know, our last episode was about retail home buyers versus investors. Yes, of course. The comments and the DMs have been kind of, uh, you y'all know. Y'all didn't like it. Y'all yeah. didn't, li- didn't want to hear that People it was don't no deals hear. for your, 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 your retail purchases. <laughs> <laughs> y'all didn't want to hear that. I'm like, y'all like, what happened? It's like, oh, okay then. Well, yeah, it was a lot of, um, it was you know. It was some controversy. It was definitely some controversy. I think I saw some people looking at my numbers. I'm like, oh, I sell, sell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they don't want this smoke. That, they do not want clear. this smoke. But I sell with it. I sell it many different price points so i understand what's going on out here so mm-hmm. it's different i wish i would have met y'all five years ago everybody would have had a house you That's you, a you 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 it's like everybody that o- it's like house. that oprah mean right you get you a house, house you, you get, get a house, house you get a house, house. but this now, ain't those times you got it those it's, times. It's, it's, it's different times and we want to make sure you're prepared to purchase a home in these trying and different times absolutely so this episode is going to be dedicated to that home buyer, right? Doesn't matter if you're a first time home buyer, maybe you purchased a home five years ago and you re entering the market. This is going to get you prepared for 2021, 2022, what to expect, how to prepare, how to put in strategic offers, the whole nine yards. So if you're listening to this, watching this, get your pen and pad, take some notes because it's going to be a lot of information. All right. All right. So how are we going to start this off? You want to start this with the pre approval process? Let's talk about the pre approval process. All right. So look, pre approval process. First and foremost, get yourself organized, right? The biggest thing that I see people have a problem with is organization. They don't know where their documents are, right? So it's so simple. You have so much technology on your phone nowadays. You can have a Google Drive, a Dropbox. Hell, iPhone got the files thing. You can put, and everything is online right now. So it's so easy to always, to create your Linda file is you know, upload your W-2s, last two-year W-2s, 30 days of pay stubs, 
two months of bank statements, all pages. Now, a lot of bank statements will say page six or seven. Sometimes the last page is left blank. You still have to send that page to your lender, okay? Because if an underwriter sees that as blank, they're going to request for that blank page, all right? Um, if you need a copy of your ID. ID. And um, all, all, all monies that you have. I have so many people that they want to share a little bit at a time. Listen, the lender is not going to take all your money, but the more money you have saved, the more attractive you look. Absolutely. So if you got five different bank accounts and you got a 401k and you have money somewhere, present that so you have a stronger file. They're not telling you that you have to spend all of it, but let's not piece together your credit worthiness and also let's not piece together your, your financial worthiness of purchasing a home. 100%. So make sure you have all of your documents, all of the money that you have available to you. Present that the first time so they don't have to double back. Yeah, and let's keep on the money, right? If you have mattress money, <laughs> right? It's the money. Mattress money, shoebox money, let that money sit in your bank account for at least 60 days. Don't get into contract and then go deposit your mattress money or your cash into your bank account because then the lender can't source that large deposit. So the lender will not be able to use that money. When you go out there and you put in your earnest money deposit, don't take it from your shoebox. Don't get it from your cousin. Yeah. Don't do any of that. Everything has to be sourced and documented. All right? So make sure. That is very important because I see that happen all the time. People put down down payment checks or earnest money. And then at the end of the day, lender says, okay, where did the money come from? And you can't prove it. And that just, now you got to redo contracts, get more money. It just becomes uh, a nightmare, a paperwork nightmare. So please, 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 if you have mattress money, please just deposit it 60 days before you want to get pre-approved. Absolutely. Yeah. I, can, I couldn't agree more. You so, know, and so make sure you're organized. Organization is key. Dropbox, Google Files, very simple, very easy. Then, once you do that, right, now it's time to go find your bank. Who are you going to use? Right now, can you can we talk about it? And I want you guys to make sure you're very clear. What is the difference between? And I want you to touch on okay. this because I know the difference I was about between to... a loan officer uh -huh. and a broker. What is the difference? Why would someone go to a, a regular loan officer, a mortgage banker, and why would someone want to work with a, a, a broker? And let's just touch a little bit on the fees. So real quick, there's three people that can originate loans in today's world. Right? You have big bank loan officers. You have Mortgage companies, right, like me, I work for a mortgage company, which I'm a bank, but I'm not like a big bank, right? Like uh, we know what the bank banks are. They collect your, your, your check-ins and your savings account. Then you have mortgage companies. All we do is specialize in mortgages. And then you have mortgage brokers, right? But mortgage brokers, the difference is they don't have money to lend. They are a middleman. So they're going to shop around between the lenders that they are approved with. See, most people have the big misconception about mortgage brokers. And this, I'm not shaming mortgage brokers. I love mortgage brokers. But this is just for informational purposes. People think that a mortgage broker is going to have access to 100 banks. And that's not true. Not all mortgage brokers are built alike. Some mortgage brokers might not do the volume that certain lenders will require to be on board with them, Right. That's very key, right? Volume solves all problem in my business. So if you're working with a broker, and if they're not a top-tier broker that's doing a lot of volume, they may not have the best interest rates, all right? But the main difference is you have the big banks that has a check in the savings. I like to call those the order takers, no disrespect, <laughs> right? Because they right. have their guidelines, and they're just limited to those guidelines. You have the mortgage companies that's more diverse. They're kind of like a hybrid between a mortgage bank and a mortgage broker, and then you have the mortgage broker. So how do you hire or choose the right one to work with? 
I tell people all the time, stop looking at the bank you do your check-in business with because it's two separate things. You have to build a relationship. Relationship is everything. So just because this person works for that bank doesn't mean they're going to have your goals in mind. So you have to make sure you're interviewing everyone, asking them questions that you know the answers to already based off of your research. And then when they're answering, you're going to tell if they know what they're talking about or not. Right. If they're not asking you guys, what's your real estate goals? That should be a red flag from very beginning, because if you walk into a bank, you say, yeah, I want to get pre-approved. They're going to be like, OK, let me get pre-approve you. But if they don't actually your goals, that first deal can hurt the rest of the deals that you're trying to do. So it's all on who's going to be strategic to, to line you up and give you the blueprint to build your real estate portfolio. So that's who you need to choose who you're going to work with and then who can close a deal. Because it's all about closing, that's, baby. That's the one. <laughs> CTC, that is, <laughs> that's all we care about. You know that's what I'm saying? That's the one and not the two. And I think that so many people get it confused. I work with bankers. I work with brokers. I work with in the middle. And I can tell you, and I've had this experience where I was like, you know what? I know who this broker is going through. So I'm just going to go past this broker because everybody got, got to get paid. Brokers charge a fee. But it also, it, what matters is how someone packages you. Yeah. See, that's what the brokers do. That's what a loan officer is there to do. They're there to ask you for all this documentation. Make sure you take your time and fill out that application because what you put on that application, they're going to match that to what the documents that you've sent. And if there's any type of funny business, if there's anything that looks like it differentiates, mm -hmm. they start asking a lot more questions. Absolutely. And then you, go, you start going down the rabbit hole. And you're trying to figure out why a person can't get out of underwriting. They probably rush through the application threw anything on there, then their documents didn't support the application. So I tried this myself, and lo and behold, my client could not get approved directly going to the, directly going to the bank. Mm -hmm. Couldn't get approved. Went back to the mortgage broker. He packaged the file, closed it in two weeks. Yeah. So look, Close. mortgage brokers are not bad. Mortgage bankers are not bad. The big bank loan officer is not bad. Everybody has a purpose, right? For me, if you're going to work with a big bank, it's more luxury. If you're buying $1 million, $2 million, and you have the documentation, they're going to probably give you the best deal, hands down, because they have that portfolio, because they have large checking and savings accounts on, on, on their, um, their assets, right? So they'll give you a better deal than a mortgage guy like myself or a mortgage broker. But now if you're really dealing with everyday deals, single families, townhomes, new construction, multifamilies, that's when I think you need to choose between a mortgage company and or a mortgage broker, right? Because those folks are going to know how to get those deals done in a timely manner. Agree. So choose wisely, right? Interview. That's most important because that person, he or she, should be there for deal one, two, three, four, if that is your goal, is to build yes. a real estate portfolio. So once you hire now this loan officer, whether they work for a broker, bank, mortgage company, pick your poison, right? Then it's now time to submit your documentation into that lender and, you know, get pre-approved. Now, there's a lot of changes that's happening July 1st, and I haven't even spoke about this on any of my platforms yet, so y'all getting kind of and exclusive. And that's less than 30 days, so make yeah. sure y'all pay attention to that. Yeah, so by the time this drops, two weeks, right? It's done. It's, so most people, and we've had this conversation, uh, they don't like FHA. They think FHA is hard to get deals done. And most sellers don't like FHA. But what they don't realize is conventional is much harder to get approved than an FHA loan. And what's happening July 1st, 
Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are making a lot of changes to qualified mortgages where they're not, they're not going to just look at your debt-to-income ratios no more. They're looking at your whole profile when it's ran through the automated systems. And this is going in, in two weeks. So now, a typical buyer, like, so a minimum credit score for a conventional is 620, right? So you can do up to 97% financing or 3% down with a conventional mortgage. But if you now, as of July 1st, if you got that 620, 630 credit score, you got 3%, 5% down, and your credit profile is not that good, you're not going to get approved for a conventional loan, more than likely, right? The, the automated systems are going to kick it back because the entire profile is not strong, and it presents a risk. So now it's going to be more risk assessment when it comes to desk. It's called DU, desktop underwriting. Every lender in America who's originating loans and is selling it to the government, is using desktop underwriting or loan prospecting, which Freddie Mac uses. So this has already been happening probably over the last five or six months in in my world, where deals you would think is a slam dunk. You know, everything on paper meets the guidelines. Debt-to-income ratio, credit, the down payment, and you can't get an automated approval. It's like, what the hell is going on? It's just the government with Fannie and Freddie are getting tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. So conventional loans are going to get much tougher come July 1st, 2021. So if you're trying to go conventional, it's even more important now that you have your shit together, basically. You're going to have to have your shit together. You can't come in there saying, I just got a down payment and you ain't got no closing costs, you ain't got no reserves. Your entire profile now is going to be reviewed in a way that it hasn't been reviewed before. So I just want everybody to know that to prepare because it's not going to be as easy as folks think it is to get a conventional mortgage. But you know what? And, I, and I'm coming from the realtor side. The, the thing is, the sellers, they know it's easier to get an FHA loan. That's yeah. what scares them. <laughs> that's what scares them the most. And let's be honest, that's what scares them the most because it's easier to get an FHA loan. They don't go through through so much. And next thing you know, you think you're closing tomorrow, and this has happened to many sellers. So, you know, I always got to be mindful. We talk to so many buyers, we never look at it from the perspective of a seller. They moved everything out of their house. All of a sudden, we got a two-week delay. All of a sudden, now the house don't close. You know what I mean? Those things do happen in real estate consistently. Deals fall apart all the time. What's this month? This is June. And so it's June. I literally had one deal slip through my fingers, but I had five that almost died. Like, for real. Every, I mean, I'm talking like the day before closing, things are happening. And so what I want you to do is prepare yourself to get prepared for conventional or FHA financing, whichever one that you choose. But when you're in a certain price point, understand the guidelines for your state. And it's easy to look up. You can go to look up FHA loan limits for your state and understand that it limits you on the amount of home that you can purchase when you're using FHA financing with the average price point going up, it's going to be a little more difficult to find that home that you want in a certain price point if you're going to stick to FHA. And unfortunately in this space we're in, you know, like I said, we're talking across all 50 states. The, we, we posted the maps on, map on yeah. the Rants and Gems yeah. page. Everybody's experiencing a shortage in inventory. Yep. So as a first-time buyer, how, you, how do you want to be more attractive, right? So first, you already got your pre-approval. Let's say Matt got you all the way together. You're pre-approved. Now it's time for you to get out here and start home shopping. Mm-hmm. What can you do? Why is it that you're losing an offer? Number one, your agent needs Talk to package to you correctly. She about to go off on y'all real I quick. I get so go. many. When I'm on the listing side, I get so many offers that are just 
Who wrote this? So how do we... How, <laughs> so give us an example. What are you talking about? So give us an example. Because we don't know. Is, so this is an example. When someone is writing your offer, it's like, okay, why are you asking? If I tell you, listen, we got six other offers, why in the world would your agent write as a special stipulation that my seller needs to give you a home warranty? It's $350. Get your own warranty. Because anytime you're asking the seller for something, when we already have multiple offers, check off the list. So let's get rid of all these special stipulations that really protect more of the the buyer in when you're in a multiple offer situation and then i want to know what's going on does your lender pick up the phone let me tell you i mm. copy my lender on my on, oh my offers my lender is cc you better pick up my mm. lender look my lender is available my lender's here when your offer is getting sent over and i'm let's talk i'm on the listing side right so let's just say your agent sends me over an offer they send it directly through the system and all I do is open up a link, and here comes all of the offer. No explanation who they are, what they do, how they're going to do it. Then I got this offer come my way. Hey, Kiana, how are you this afternoon? How is everything going? Here, I've copied my lender. My, my client has this much money saved. Here is a copy of their bank statement so you can see that they have the money on reserve. On top of that, the lender CC'd on here. And we have a track record of closing on time. And this is our offer below. Just a list of details. That's the one I'm going to look at. That's a Not the person that just sends me a link. And a lot of agents are doing that now. It is a disservice to your clients because you're not really positioning yourselves. And yeah, we're all busy. Nobody likes to pick up the phone. But a courtesy text. Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Goes a long way. I had 15, no, 20 offers on my last listing. And only four agents actually How long was that listing live for? Four days. Four days. 20, 20 only offers. Only four agents actually sent me a text message or, or a message, hey, Kiana, I sent you an offer. I had Six of them was just links. I'm searching through my email because Georgia Real Estate Commission says we have to present all offers no matter how they're sent. And I present all offers and I have a system to do so, but I got to search for it. So I'm digging and digging and digging. Meanwhile, our seller is just trying to make a decision. So package your people correctly. And unfortunately... Closing costs, it depends on the property, but... Wait, hold on. Before you go to closing costs, how do we hire the right realtor, and how do we know that we have the right realtor? Ask the right question. So there's, there's a few questions that you guys want to start asking. Um, what is your track record of sales? What is your track record? Like, how, what is your track record of sales? And let's Show talk those about, receipts. This, what, where are your receipts? And then also ask them, so what are your special stipulations or what are some, what are some savvy um, special stipulations you've been able to use to win offers in multiple offer situations? Ask, what are they going to do for you? Because we always try to make buyers see our, our services are free. Where our services are not free, the seller is paying for it. But essentially, you as the buyer, you're choosing someone to represent your best interest and you're putting them in a position to make a commission whether you're paying it or not. So you need to make sure that they're representing your best interest fully and ask them outside of that, how can you ensure that when we're out here shopping, are they providing you any market data? They're like, you know, we run comparable marketing analysis for sellers, right? 
as a buyer, you should also be receiving that information. You should also know the appreciation values in the area. You should also understand what has happened year, year over year in your area. How can you make an informed decision if you don't know what's going on? Yeah, we know the prices is up and they stuck, right? <laughs> up and stuck? That is my thing. They, we know the prices are up and stuck, but at the same time, Make an educated decision. I don't have, I'm not just throwing darts on the board and telling my clients to write an offer. This is what I'm presenting. This is our market stats. This is the market data. This is what the appreciation values are. This is what the three last souls did in the area. This is the sales contribution to the last three souls in the area. So this is why I'm recommending this offer based on this data. Whew. If someone is not giving you that, then, oh yeah, we're all busy, but you, yeah, you, you're spending way too much money right now. I just bought a house. I spent way too much money. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, if you want to buy in this market, you're going to spend a lot. Homes are on average selling um, above asking price. So if we know that. They said 53% of homes are selling above asking price. So what happens on the other side, the other, the other 48%, they're condo, condos and certain properties. They're not moving as fast. But those single-family homes. Yeah, everybody wants them single families, the backyards so and everything. You, I know that. Don't just, you know, yeah, you may have to pay a little bit above asking. Yeah, you may have to pay a little bit extra in the appraisal, but make sure you're making an informed decision because what you don't want to happen is you pay for a property in an area that has no appreciation values. Your agent just telling you to throw something out there because they're trying to hurry up and get you under contract. So what about how do we make sure that the agent is working in our best interest and not the seller's best interest? See, you're, they sign an exclusive agreement to represent your best interest. So if they're a realtor, they're held to a code of ethics. So if you're looking for someone that's, that's a realtor, we can't represent the seller's best interest in the buyer's best interest. We have to choose. Mm-hmm. So even if we're doing dual agency and we're doing things like that, there's What's a certain dual agency? Way. Dual agency is when you can represent both buyer and seller. And in the state of Georgia, you can. But as a buyer... When they send you that exclusive agreement and they check that they can do that, you can say, well, can you uncheck that box? I've had three people rebut me on that. Like, Kiana, I love you, but if you are representing the seller, you can't represent me at the same time. So I'll put a special stipulation in there like, fine, I can't, but you must work with someone within my agency okay. If, okay. You, if, if that were to happen. Some well, people don't want for it. the realtors. <laughs> so, you know, let them know, well, okay, well, that's fine. You don't have to work with me, but I have two people to recommend or my team or, you know, just try to still keep it in-house. But people aren't comfortable with that. But in our state now, this is a state-specific. So to make sure they're representing your best interest, they got to provide you with the data. Where's the information? Yeah. You know, where, where is the information? Where are they giving you the information? But a lot of agents don't know how to get this information. So the, to do this market I, I'm, analysis. I'm sorry for that man. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I'm sorry for that woman. <laughs> yeah. A lot of them don't, right? Because everybody's trying to rush, right? Everybody's trying rush. to rush. Everybody's trying to rush. Everybody's trying to rush. So how does the buyer, right, how do they get this information on their own? It should be tangible. But you also, if you can't. As a buyer, if you you can at least just use Google. Say, you know, what's the average price point in my area? You can go to the Georgia for if you're in our state. Look up um, NAR, National Association of Realtors. If you go to NAR and for whatever state you're in, you can look up stats for your state on the National Association of Realtors. I hope so, you wrote that down. So make sure you look that up at the very least. And there's just certain information that you're not going to find on Zillow. 
And unfortunately, you have to rely on an agent to do so. So that's why you're going to ask them to provide you with that data. Like the consumer on Zillow is going to say the house was listed for three fifty, it sold for three seventy five, and closed in five days. But we're going to see it was listed for three fifty, but at the same time, the price was increased to this amount. It sold for three seventy five. The seller contributed seventy five hundred to the closing cost, and the buyer was conventional or cash or FHA. We know all of that. Mm-hmm. So we know we know more than the average consumer. So you still want to rely on your agent. So ask them questions. And, you know, again, don't don't just go with what you think looks good. Talk to three agents and it's OK because you shouldn't rush to buy a house. Let me tell you, there's a lot of things you can rush to do, but a house is not one of them. Do your due diligence, interview and see who's going to fit your communication style. Because it's a communication style. Who you feel like is representing your best interest. Look up their reviews. You know, I would tell people, Google me, baby. I got (laughs) reviews. But on top of that, you need to know the data. That's how you make an informed decision. Well, I mean, it's the same thing when you're trying to hire a loan officer, right? You can look at the reviews. I got reviews, too. I don't promote them, but I got tons of them, right? You know. They Google me, too. It's the receipts. Yeah, they call my phone. They Google me. But um, they're looking at the wrong damn thing. They're looking for my phone number instead of the reviews. But, um, (laughs) yeah, so you got to look at the reviews. Ask for references. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I, when I try to hire somebody, I'm always asking for references. Like, who did you work with recently that I can speak to them about how you operate? Yeah. And any professional should be able to say, oh, these are my last, especially if you're in real estate and mortgages in this market. If I can't pull out 50 people right now that you can't get a review from or a reference from, then I'm not doing business. There's something wrong, and that might not be the person that you want to hire a part of your team. So it goes both ways for realtors and for loan officers as well. Now, let's kind of fast forward a little bit, right? Now, how do we win these offers? Because you was talking about, you know, people just sending links in your email. They're putting together terrible offers. Right. Like, what are some tips that we can make sure that these homebuyers for 2021, they know what's being included when they submit an offer. Because most of the time, they're like, oh, Matt, I just need a pre-approval. I need a pre-approval letter. They don't know anything else that's happening. Well, I think for, for starters, you want to have something that represents who you are. So you can't, we, we do the fair housing, as long as we're not talking about your sex, your creed, all those things. We can talk gender. We can talk about who you are as a person. So if let's say, for example, hey, I've worked for this XB, XYZ company for 30 years. You know, this is my second home purchase. I'm informed about the process. I also have $40,000 saved. Um, I've evaluated the property. I'm ready to move forward. Those are the types of things that we want to look for because sometimes buyers are not completely prepared. I've had a lender send me a pre-approval before and you're not, to me in this market you're not approved if you can't cover your down payment and your closing costs and you need a little bit of an extra buffer on top of that you're not truly approved because the sellers are not paying closing costs that is a fact the last time I ran a report I would say on average the sellers was paying one percent of close like one percent wow. that's very and low. that's low so and you can the rules say. It's not the rules. The mm-hmm. rules say 6% FHA, yeah. 3% conventional. Conventional, But that, the, forget the rules. What's happening in real life? 14 offers, right? So let me give you the simplest terms. I have an apple for sale. You want my apple, but I got to give you $5 to buy my apple. You want my apple, and I said, my, my apple's only $10. You're like, well, I'm going to give you 15 mm. You told me you're going to give me $11, but you need me to give you $5. Let's do that math. I'm going over there. Yeah. Because she, she wants my apple, apple clean and clear. I ain't got to give her nothing to get anything. Girl, yeah, you can have this overinflated apple. Enjoy. <laughs> right? 
And so as buyers, I want you guys to look at it like that. Because as your agents, I get so many people thinking we get paid extra. So if you if you're paying a twenty thousand dollar difference, that twenty thousand is not coming to us. Yeah, yeah. We, it's the, not per, a lot of money. the percentage that we're going to make is still the same percentage. And if you take that, we can't talk about it legally, but if you take whatever that percentage is um, and multiply it across that, it's not enough. Yeah, it's, it's not, not for it's, us. It's, it's really for us to make you competitive. And, and most people think they're gonna make a lot of money. The realtors are making a lot of money if you go above an extra twenty, thirty, fifty thousand. You're, You're not really if you do the math, right? It's, it's a- Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's it, not it a lot might, of money. It could. It possibly. It's possibly a hundred dollars extra towards the commission. It's not a lot because we get paid on the entire cost of the home. So yeah. be mindful that if you look at the numbers. See, I'm all about data. I'm a numbers person. So if, if I get if I provide you with the numbers, we look at the data. You see it black and white. You tell me what you want to do. This is my recommendation. Let's go. You see this category that says CC. Contribution to closing zero for the last three sales. So there's zero for the last three sales. You think you're going to get ten thousand? Let's be realistic here. No, you're not. We this market is not about our sales skills as much as it is about positioning you to win. Exactly, but you need to have your money right. Yeah. Closing costs for those of you don't know is typically five percent of the sales price. Easy numbers: hundred k sales price times five percent. $5,000 $5,000 is your closing cost. Most people think it's just down payment, right? I can't tell it's you, a oh, huge I got 3.5%. I got 3.5%. No, you ain't got enough money, right? You, 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 no, you're not pre-approved. You need money right now. You can get a gift, right? Gifts are allowed. You can get it from a family member. There's different rules that apply for FHA and conventional. Typically, if you get it from a family member, no matter what loan you're getting, you can get a gift, right? You can take it from your 401k. Um, you can get grants. Uh, you can get seller's concessions, as we spoke about. But you generally, in this market, want to have your 5% of closing costs. You need to have your 5% of closing costs. Plus your down payment. Plus your down payment. And plus a couple thousand more. Well, you don't want to be house rich and cash poor at the end of the day, right? You get into a house. Shit, I just bought a house. And as soon as I closed, the next day, my property manager did the welcome letter and came back and said, well, this person said their whole house filled got roaches and bugs. Oh, no. Oh, that's my why God. You, that's why you need the data, though. Yeah. See, that's why I tell people. And then you also, y'all, let's act our wage. Can we please do that? <laughs> uh, Can we man, please all of us act our wage? <laughs> Good day, Dream Builder. Hey, if you're anything like me, then you're always on the go. You're always grinding. But at the end of the day, you understand that your health is wealth and that you got to work smarter, even though every single day you're trying to get 1% better and you're trying to work harder. That's exactly why I want to introduce you to Green Chef. Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit company. And what I love about Green Chef is they make cooking easy. They got dinner options that work for your lifestyle, not the other way around. But on top of that, I love that the ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped. So you can spend less time stressing and more time enjoying delicious home-cooked meals. And for that, I'm definitely rocking with Green Chef. 
So if you're looking for the number one meal kit for eating well, I want to encourage you to head on over to greenchef.com forward slash 90, that's 90 Casanova. Again, that's greenchef.com forward slash 90 Casanova and use the code 90 Casanova to get $90 off. And that does include free shipping. So again, that's greenchef.com forward slash 90 Casanova and use the code 90 Casanova to get your $90 off. And that includes free shipping. Now let's get back to it. Let me tell you. Baby, I be on Instagram sometimes. I be like, I be, I, I almost threw my phone the other day, and I ain't even like that. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? Where is all this money? I love following these agents in Miami, and I'm like, wait a minute. All they do is go to the beach, on looking a boat. at t- ten, twenty million dollar houses. I'm like, what is happening here? But I also understand. Let me act my wage mm-hmm. and go into my own humble home and live my own life. And I think what happens is you think that first home is supposed to be everything you want to mark off all the boxes and honestly that first home is just the home to get you started you know when i purchased my first property i oh man i did not want that house i did not want the house but i bought it didn't want it didn't mark off yeah you need a place to live it wasn't the location i wanted to be it wasn't nothing everything i can think of i didn't like by the time i got married and turned into a cash flow i was cash flowing that property it was doing well so the hoa came up we have to talk about that another time and said i could no longer lease the property it was like okay it's time to go because i can't hold on to i can't lease it it's a gated community too they was in my they was on me Mm. so i sold it but by the time i cash flowed it and by the time i sold the property i ended up making over it was like a six-year period so look at the cash flow from it from the time I stayed in it for only a year and a half. But when I sold it, I made about 100000 So at the end of the day, it's still a good investment, whether you hold on to it or not. But it was that first house that kind of taught me, like, wait a minute. There's more I can do out here. Yeah. So you don't have to love it. Just like it. Look, like it enough. It's better than the alternative, right? Like so it enough. Most people who are buying their first home. In all honesty, wherever you buy is probably going to be better than where you are right now because you're looking to move. Correct. Right? So you don't need the mansion. You don't need the Playboy Mansion in the first crib. No, you just need to buy buy the crib. Make sacrifices. It's a sacrifice. I can tell you. I have a closing coming up tomorrow. I'm so excited. Let me say my client is the ish. I remember she worked for TSA. She worked for TSA four years ago. We had we did FHA financing. I got her. I had to end up. I remember like it was just. I had to end up cutting a piece of my commission just to get her in the house. It was just that crazy. She'll tell her own story. She don't mind. Now after that, she was like, "I'm gonna learn how to wholesale." So I pointed her in a direction to teach her how to wholesale. And then she just been like the number one hustler of the year. Now this girl done created her own online platform. She has a mobile notary. She has been teaching people how to wholesale. And now she's selling her property. She's about to make six figures only four years from now. And guess what she's going to turn around and do? She's buying an event space. She's about to pimp it out. And she was like, Kiana, I'm renting an apartment for a year. I'm buying an event space and I'm turning this event. I'm going to get this event space and turn it into a cash flow. You understand? But she would have never even peaked that idea had she not purchased that first house. She didn't love it. She liked it. She liked the area. Now here it is, the house she just lived in. She had these dreams, and she's about to see them come true. And that came because she saw what's possible. And so she's not blowing her her check. That's why I always try to talk to buyers. These sellers have dreams, too. 
She's not blowing that check. She already, I got the lease agreement for the place already in my inbox. She's like, review this for me. I'm like, girl, we could talk about it tomorrow when we close. But I'm proud of her because it opened her eyes up to more. I think real estate to me is not just about buying the house. It's just open your eye, opening you up to more, how to build generational wealth and seeing who is on the end of that wealth gap and then positioning yourself to take advantage of it. Yeah, 100%. Your first house will set you up for your 10th house if you do the first house right. And that's why I said in the very beginning of this episode, you have to choose the right team members. You know, home buyers going into third and fourth quarter, going into 2022, focus on building your credit, building your capital. Capital is very important right now. You better go trade some options, go drive an Uber, do whatever the hell you got to do to make money. There's too many ways out here to get a bag right now, and there's no damn excuse. So when people tell me I have no money, like, you're not working hard enough, right? Period. There's no reason why no one in this world right now in this day and age, coming off pandemics, you should not have, you know, enough <laughs> money to save. Out. And, and figure just, it out. And don't think that someone is special because they have money saved. They just made the right sacrifices. People are moving in. Um, they're, they're moving in with each other to save money, to, to plan, to prepare, to purchase a home. You just have to make the right sacrifices so you're setting yourself up. And also understand appreciation values, understand cash flow, understand average rents of your area, get all that information from your agent. So that way, like, okay, I bought this whole first house. This is my plan. And then when you execute your plan, you already have some data, some market research information to take with you because the agents have access to it. They just, they need to provide it. No, a hundred percent. So, all right. So now we know closing costs. We know how much closing costs is. We know you ain't getting no sellers concession, but you know, closed mouth don't get fed. Acts, but understand that you could be. I'm only asking verbally. Let me tell you something. I'm call the agent. <laughs> You're not hey putting girl, it right. Hey, sir. It's Kiana Watson. You know, I'm gonna try, but if close mouth don't get fed though. Yeah, but I'm gonna ask over the phone. I'm gonna ask in a text <laughs> message so I don't waste our time because by the time you write that offer once and once the seller see it once, it's done. And they done threw it to the side. Is no coming back. So let's let's go ahead and get this out the way before we even go there. All right, fair enough. I agree with that. Um, but that's why I said you need to have your money, <laughs> right? Have your money. So build your team. Have yes. your money. Uh, have your credit right. Oh, let's talk about income, right? Because Ooh. this is very important. Okay. Too many times, folks are switching jobs. Right, you're going from one job to another. Now, during COVID, we understand a lot of companies went out of business, et cetera, et cetera. But there's a lot of people that are just switching jobs for no reason. You're going from W two to 1099, back to W two. That is extremely difficult to get yourself approved. So please stay consistent. If you're getting paid 1099 or you're self-employed, do not quit your self-employed business and get a W-2 job and say, I want to buy a house. Now you just started your clock over. Yeah, you did. Right? And if you're W-2, and this is what I see all the time, your W-2 and you had a side business is making money and then you finally want to fire your job. No, you just started your clock over again. So wait until you leverage your W-2. Look, I'm a, I'm a W-2, right? But I have businesses also. But guess what? I'm able to buy property at scale because I can leverage my W-2 and my credit all day long. And I don't even have to tap into my business income or yeah. even show my business income and, and cause red flags. You're lucky with that. Right? Well, God has been good to me. God is you good. Know, God Let me is tell the greatest. You, and I say that God is the greatest because I tried that. Um, Make your biz- don't make your business name your name. <laughs> Yo, that's I am a whole, w- that's a whole a different episode. Employee. Let me give you guys a little tip. I'm a W-2 employee of my business. 
but my business name is my name. That don't work. They like um anyway. So we still need to have yeah, uh, yeah. those Ke- Kiana Watson. <laughs> so Thanks. Kiana yeah. Watson, Kiana Watson. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Give me everything. And I and I'm on real like I'm on ADP payroll W two. So it doesn't matter. But I can tell you this: prepare that. And then also, if you are 1099, there are entrepreneur loans. There are private lenders. There are there are specialty loans you know available what? to I, you. I want to do this because I, I like when you talk about loans. Go ahead. <laughs> Talk about there, some loans. Listen, me, MG swept down. He's like, you, you, you just secretly want to be a loan officer. She does. What she does. Is, I'm is, telling you. What it is is I just don't like nobody to tell me nothing. So, and I don't, and I like to be able to be informed from myself and from my clients. Can't so some of these lenders don't be telling the truth. That's a fact. So I just I know. So the entrepreneur loan, the bank statement loan, it is available, but it's going to cost you more money. I have so many people like, oh, I want this bank statement loan. Like, do you? Okay, so do you have 10, 15% saved? No, well, nope. they, no, you don't. You want a regular conventional loan, work your job, file your taxes, pay your taxes, put yourself on a payment plan with your taxes, prove that you are on a payment plan. Mm-hmm. Then you could just do a regular conventional loan. Just calm down. It's okay. It's not built for everybody. Um, but when I do structure those loans for most people, it's only because you are an independent contractor. It's because you know that you're ready to buy a house and you have an exit strategy. We're not putting you in these loans because your interest rate is going to be higher. Your down payment is 15%. Your yep. interest rate is probably going to be close to five and a quarter. That's what excellent credit, decent credit, 6%, 6.75, That's right? So you have this high interest rate, but you're like, I I want to buy a home now. (laughs) Talk it. So you're going to buy the home now. You're going to make those payments. But you would also, we got to keep in mind that buying a home, that interest, you know, you own a home. You're a homeowner now. So that interest is also tax deductible. So let's be clear. Don't act like you're just throwing money away. You can use it, but you can only keep that for so long. The exit strategy for my clients is six months in. Six months out. So in six months, Correct. you're in it. Six months with refi. So you will have to what? File your taxes. File your taxes. You're going to have to what? Get on a payment plan. But when you do that, you can get out of it. And now you've purchased your home. And you didn't have to go through the headache of underwriting. Underwriters, they look at you like you a thief. They treated me like I was a thief. I was like, I am Kiana Watson. <laughs> they, I just bought a house. I'm telling you. They, I was like, uh, what? Google me. Like, they don't care. Like, I'm telling you, they don't care who you are, what you are. Once you start the rabbit hole, once they start digging, they just won't stop digging. They dig so deep, they dug into a business I created back in 2006. I said, just forget it. Bank statement loan me, please. <laughs> just forget it. And I'm trying to get a conventional loan. So I, I wanted you to know that. That's an exit strategy loan, but it's not what you lead with. Of course. But if you are someone, if you own a business and you're an entrepreneur, you're like, I'm ready to buy a house now. Make sure any agent that's presenting those types of loans to you gives you an exit strategy. Because without an exit strategy, it's not a good loan. Well, I'm going to tell you all this. Since you touched on underwriting, right? Y'all think we thieves. <laughs> they think we <laughs> so They let's, do. Let's talk about underwriting. What's done in the dark will come out in the light. And this is what I tell everybody just in life. I tell my kids this. Stop the bullshit, right? No, Just tell me what it is so that way we can work with it. Yeah. Right? Don't sit here and try to make up stories and lie because kids are good for that. But my buyers are like my kids too. And I try to tell them the same ways. Like, look. And oh, okay. This is, and this is no disrespect. You, we all know we got to hold people's hands. You got to kind of like, you know what I mean? No, I get it. Some buyers do be like, they withhold. Yeah, they withhold. I don't understand why. Like, I'm not the feds, dude. Like, <laughs> like, like let me know. What the hell is going on so I can tell you how to adjust? Because ultimately, once that file goes into underwriting, well, it's a wrap. before I say that, understand a loan officer, a pre-approval ain't shit. A pre-approval is not worth the paper it's printed on. I don't care if I give you a pre-approval. It don't mean nothing. It just means you ever get those things in the mail from Capital <laughs> One, 
Chase and all these other banks like, yo, you're pre-approved for a hundred million credit card. And you're like, oh, snap. Let me go apply. And like, uh, womp, womp, womp. You're approved for $5. That's kind of what a pre-approval letter is, real talk. It's just the loan officer said that you are pre-approved based off of the information you gave them, but who knows if that loan officer did the income calculation right. Who knows, right? And that's why you have to ask questions that you know and do your research, and you need to know as much as a loan officer. You don't need to do a loan officer job, but you need to know what they're looking at and how underwriters are looking at Because once that loan officer gives you a pre-approval, you go out there with Kiana Watson, and you go find a house, and she's out here, and her team is schlepping you around town, and they go out there get these strategic offers in. Your right. offer get accepted. You put your earnest money down. You go into contract. You go into underwriting. The underwriter says, womp, 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 you decline. You don't qualify. And baby. They will decline your ass. And, and it needs to happen quickly, too, because we have time limits on all of our contracts. Correct. And make sure that when you're working with a realtor, they make you aware of those timelines. Like, every state is different, but there is due diligence timelines. There's option money timelines. There's earnest money timelines. There are financing timelines. Sure. Appraisals. There are appraisal timelines. All of these inspection timelines. All of these timelines are very important to the consumer because you, that's how people lose their earnest money. That is how you lose your earnest money. Yeah. So. And you will lose it. These sellers are not playing with you. So So. underwriting, please, home buyers, I beg you. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell your loan officer what is really going on with your profile so that way they can tell you exactly what you need to do. Because underwriters are going to find it. Yo, we have systems, and loan officers don't have access to this. We have something called, like, LexisNexis, right? Oh, that's big. Man, they're going to they gonna know if you went to jail. They're going to know everything about you. They're going to know if your mama went to jail. That just <laughs> they happened. Wanna I'm going to tell you, that like, just seriously. happened to a client of mine. She, um, you know, you can hire these companies to do whatever they decide to do on your credit. I'm not promoting any company that may decide to wipe anything off your credit. So just keep that in mind. I do not support it. But do what you want because you are grown. But if you do that and all of a sudden certain things are not on your credit, let's just say, I don't know, a foreclosure. I don't know, a bankruptcy. Let's just say you paid someone and now it doesn't show up on your credit. Guess where it does show up? Lexus Nexus. Lexus Nexus. And guess what happens when it shows up? Ding, ding, ding. It's a problem. Declined or 5% more. Give me some more money. Either or is not. Tell the truth up front. These companies, you think they're wiping things off. It's only to your naked eye. Yes. Everything is public public record. Real estate is public record. So what's done in the dark will come out in the light. I don't care who removes anything. It's going to come up at some point. So you might as well tell. Like, And here's another thing that comes up, too, since we're talking about that, is when you have your name on a deed of your grandma's house, Ooh. your mama's house, your daddy's house, that's your house. <laughs> deed is ownership. Agreed. Mortgage is debt. There's two different things. Like, I could be on her brand new mansion she brought, and I ain't got no debt requirement. But I could be an owner of that property, and she can't do nothing on that property unless my signature's on that paper. Yes. Right? But now, her taxes and her insurance needs to be included into my debt-to-income ratio as well. Because I'm legally responsible to pay those escrows if Kiana doesn't pay it. So if you guys have property that you're on the deed... You own that property. Please disclose that up front so that way your pre-approval can be done accurately. Yes. All right? I highly recommend that you fill out your application in a peaceful environment. 
please do not pull out your application in the car. Do not be on your 15-minute lunch break. That is not the time to do your mortgage application. Run all your stuff. Look up all your businesses when you started them, when you started your job. Verify, verify with your HR. Have everything right. Do not rush into doing an application. So to get prepared to do your application, know when you started your job, how much money you actually make, what you report it to the IRS. Look, look at it. Write it down because they want to know. Do you have a payment plan with the IRS? And double check if you have someone filing taxes where you make sure they actually filed those taxes because they could check that too. Absolutely. Be, pre- be overly prepared because as much information as you have accurate on your application, the better the end result will be for you. So let's talk about you talk about IRS, right? IRS, is, IRS debt is not the devil. Right, it will not stop you from yeah. buying real estate. All you have to do is get into a payment arrangement, right? Get into a payment arrangement. Try yeah. to get the payment as low as possible. I'm not doing it. <laughs> they was not with me shooting in the gym. I am not giving them all my money at one time. Y'all, no, it look, is a payment I, plan for me. This is my look, payment. Look, I feel good about pa- it. Too. Payment plan me too, please. <laughs> <laughs> because at the end of the day, that is the cheapest loan that I have on the books today. Right. And i rather just keep rolling that thing over every single year, yes. add that money in there. What's the payment going to be now? Thank you very much, Uncle Sam. And You're I, my favorite uncle, by the way. have a good day. Thank you. <laughs> have a good fucking day. So, and be on with your marriage. Yeah, I, I'm not telling y'all to go pay them, people. Just have proof that you're paying them. Yes. Have your documentation in order. And so that way you're successful. So let me tell y'all this. FHA requires you to make at least three payments on your payment arrangement before you can close on a deal. Conventional loans, all you have to do is make one payment. So again, it's not the end of the world, but you got to realize when you're trying to set up these payment arrangements, you got to deal with Uncle Sam's, you know, little little um, customer service people. And to they get through the IRS, <laughs> hell, that shit may take you a whole day. So you need to make sure you're being proactive if you know you have debt because we're going to see that you owe Uncle Sam money when we see your tax returns. We're going to look at page two and see that line item that says, how much money do you owe for this tax bill? And we're going to say, oh, you owe them 30, 30 grand. Where's the money? What's happening, right? So be prepared to pay um, Uncle Sam, so, get in the payment arrangement. Yeah, so right? so let's let's give them the wrap up. Okay, let's wrap this up. Let's give them the wrap up. So if you're buying a home in this season, get you a realtor that knows what they are doing so they can package you correctly. Ask the right questions. You know, make sure your credit score is as high as you can possibly get it. Make sure you have as much money as you can possibly have saved, saved. And if you are going to get out here and buy a home in this environment, the best house on the best block is going to go for the best price. So maybe you want to recheck your list and make some sacrifices. And when you're choosing your loan officers, make sure you're asking them the valuable questions MG is going to go over that you need to ask so you're getting the right interest rate. So everybody gets caught up in the interest rates. Nobody gets caught up in asking people, how many deals did you close? I don't care how, yeah, okay, you can give me two point, give me 3% interest rate, but can you close the deal? I'd rather go with the person that gave me a 3.75% interest rate that gets deals closed on a regular than someone that just told me, quote, unquote, they can give me a 3% interest rate and they'll have no proof of closing no deals on that rate. <laughs> so don't just listen to what they say. Ask them what they do. There's, so, there's social proof, but there's also tell me, show me, show me a couple of CDs, block out the, fa- block out the names. I just want to see the numbers. Mm. There's some things that you can ask. So, MG, there you go. So... Since we're talking about rates and all this other good stuff, I want to say my rant 
for this episode. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that's how we're going to wrap this up. We're going to give you a rant. And a gem. And a gem yeah, about yeah. our industry. So he's going to give you a rant and a gem about his mortgage industry. So this is probably a combination of two. But um, I will tell you this. Interest rates, right? Whatever, when you're at a pre-approval, that interest rate don't mean a damn thing. And most people, and it's so funny when people call me like, oh, I got this pre-approval. The lender quoted me 2.75. What can you do? I don't know. You got a contract? Because your interest rate at pre-approval don't mean a damn thing to me. Right? I can quote you 2% right now. Who cares? Right? Stop asking during pre-approval, can you match or beat this lender's rate? Because it's irrelevant. Interest rates can only be locked when you have a contract, 98%, 99% of the lenders in America will not lock your rate during the pre-approval stage. So understand, if you're pre-approved at a 2.5% interest rate, for example, and that market goes up and the interest rate market goes up to 3.5%, that pre-approval is no longer void. It's voided, I mean, right? It's, it's out of the door, out of the window. It doesn't matter. You have to requalify now at the higher interest rates. So... My gem is MortgageDailyNews.com. Um, Go to MortgageDailyNews.com. That is a website that loan officers all over the country, like myself, we read on a daily basis. There's a lot of information out there, and they're going to tell you what the market interest rates are according to loan officers because we're the boots on the ground. We're the ones who are seeing the pricing. We the ones are the ones who are quoting these rates. So they're going to comprise this data and every day put out what the average daily rate is per the lenders, right? And it's tens of thousands of loan officers on this page. And it's a public website, but people just don't know about this. People go to like other websites that are advertisement websites. Yeah. And they see these low rates and think that's the rates, but they're not reading the fine print that says you got to pay 20 points exactly. <laughs> to get that interest rate. So just understand, pay attention to the market. You know, pay attention to the market. Don't fall for the advertisements that's online because most of that stuff is just to get you in the door to get a transaction. So that would probably be my gem is I like that. your pre-approval interest rate is irrelevant. Correct. It ain't locked, baby. You need a contract. Go find a house. And, you, and here's another thing. This is a rant because I'm tired of this shit. Stop getting 20 damn pre-approval letters. <laughs> like, please, God, why do I need to pre-approve you if you already got 20 letters already? Correct. Like, what the hell is the purpose? Like, goodness, go buy a house. <laughs> Like, please, home buyers, you don't okay. need. That sounds like another rant to nah, me. No, nah, this is a rant because, it, you know what, for me as a loan officer, like, come on, dude. Like, you ran your credit to 10 other banks already, all within the last week, and now you want another pre approval. We're all going to come out with the same numbers, essentially, right? Right. An eighth to a quarter of a point difference in interest rate. Interview the lenders and pick your top three. Get a pre-approval letter with one. Interview the other ones and tell them what your scenario is and have an intelligent conversation with that loan officer because they're yeah. gonna they're gonna respect that more than you just keep wanting to get updated pre-approvals because we're all busy at the same time too and we have contracts because we got agents like Kiana Watson and her crew <laughs> like yo we got closed in two weeks yeah right so we don't yeah. have we. And unfortunately, a lot of loan officers in this market can't, you know, support every request that some buyers might have. But if you already have a pre-approval and you know you want to work with said loan officer, just go with that pre-approval shop. And when you get a contract, that's when you compare 
your top three lenders. I got a deal today. What can you lock me in with today? Right? What is the rates today? And then from there, you choose who you want to work with and you keep it moving. So that's, that's kind of like rant. a double rant. I yeah, think. that was a double rant. Y'all, yeah, y'all been working him. Off. Look, y'all my, have been my phone right here buzzing me. right now. Like, can I get an update to pre-approval? I'm like, for what? Like, <laughs> Listen. Like, you're not even putting the offer. <laughs> like, what are you doing? All right, that All right, was a little so much. I'm, I'm going to give you guys my rant in my gym. I would say my rant from the real estate industry is choose your realtor wisely. Everybody's not created equal. Everybody doesn't understand contract law equally. Everybody's not going to represent your best interest equally. And it's your job as a consumer to choose the right agent. Because if I had a dollar for every person that was like, oh, I'm in the middle of this deal, but can I ask you a question? No. No, you cannot ask me a question. Ask the person that you're paying. I get this happen to me all the time. I'm in the middle of this deal. I don't know what's going on. How do you not know what's going on? How did you choose this person? Did they show you their processes, their systems? Like... Make sure you guys are doing your due diligence. As a consumer, most home buyers are like, oh, the agent is free. The agent is getting compensation from the seller. So this is not free, and this is your house on the line. So you do your due diligence and choose the right people. Because my rant is stop asking advice from people that are not actually ha- that don't have their name on the contract. Mm. If you chose a person, you should have chosen for a reason and make sure you're getting advice from that person. If you don't feel comfortable getting advice from that person, that person should not be your agent. That's a fact. That's the rant I got. I like that rant. That was actually a really good rant. It's the truth. It's the goddamn truth. It's like, the truth. Like, why are you I, listening I, I, to I this person? Emails. I get emails from out of state. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> I don't even know the out of state contracts. I can't help you. But you should have chose someone that can help you. You know. So that's my rant. My gym is my gym for 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 future home buyers is. I already shared it. Make sure you go to the National Association of Realtors. Make sure you go there and you start looking up certain things that you can look up for yourself. State, your your state-specific laws are there. And that tells you who is a realtor. Now, everybody doesn't have to be a realtor. Some people can just be, I'm a real estate agent. But the only reason you want to get a realtor is because they're held to a code of ethics. And if you feel like they're being unethical, you can report them and they could lose their license. And there are some people that get into this business for a check, and there are some people that get into this business where I'm going to get paid, but I'm going to do my job, and I'm going to make sure I protect your best interests. And if you feel a little bit iffy, don't, don't stick to that person. And you can report them, so that's why I encourage you to work with a realtor. And if you go to that website, it tells you so much information you can know as a consumer on what to look out for and what the job of your agent is. We are not loan officers. My job starts the moment that I get that pre-approval pass, me, pass the ball. <laughs> Boom. Tag me in. I got the pre-approval. Now I'm here to find, help you find the property and negotiate the terms of the contract and make sure that you're following contractual law, keeping you informed of every single time period on the contract, what you should do, what you should expect, and informing all parties of, about where we are in the process. That is my job, and my job is to make sure you're not buying a dud, a lemon, giving you market data, giving you market information so you're making an informed decision so you can be an informed and empowered buyer. I love it. I love it. All right, so look, man, episode three wrapped up. Episode three is a wrap. With our first live (laughs) audience. You know, this was a whole vibe. It was kind of like... Yeah, yeah, DJ, I like that. That was that was a vibe right there. Do that shit again, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you have it in my Rashad voice. <laughs> there you have it. There you have it. Um, Ranting Gems, man, episode three. Like I said, uh, iTunes, Spotify, 
Rate like, five subscribe. Stars. Please like. Please subscribe. subscribe. Write a little review. No, write know. a big ass review. Okay, write a <laughs> like, big review. No, let stop let them and I like know. Kiana. Because it's listen, it's gonna get better and better. Yes. We got some guest speakers coming up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about so, to get better and better. So, I told y'all if y'all got ain't got nothing to do, hang out with us. <laughs> we need to get y'all some food or something. So, <laughs> so look, that's the end of episode three. My name is Matt Garland. NMLS number 58700, better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. And my name is Kiana Watson, M- license number 517576, better known as Kiana Watson. Easy Let's to go. find. Rants Let's and James, go. Baby. Rants and gems. See y'all next week. Peace. <laughs> you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.